Before there was Benoit Blanc, there was Joe Bang. Okay. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, is that his name? Joe Bang? Joe Bang. That's what I said. Oh, like said what? Oh, whatever. <laughs> Here's the thing. Daniel Craig is a British man. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's, it's weird. It's not like, you know, like, okay. British people have been done doing American accents forever. Right. But like, here's this British man who's done this, like, Southern, completely Kentucky Fried accent. <laughs> Foghorn like, leghorn motherfucker. Not once, though. It's weird that it's happened twice. Like, it, like what? Like, does he show up to movies now? And he's all like, guys, can we, please, please. Can I've I been be working on this accent. I've been working on this for a while. Can I be Southern? <laughs> I just want to be a Southern Belle. Like, please. Well, can you blame him? I mean, and again, that's why I, I, I had to ask, like, did you guys watch? Have you guys seen? You guys obviously seen Knives Out. And they're like, yeah. I was like, well, have you seen Logan Lucky? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, well, then let me just let that hit you. Like, the let, me say, let me hit that. Let me let that hit you before. Uh, I'm not going to tell you. And then you end up seeing him. Like, you meet him, and he's just, there he is with that accent. I'm just like, what the Fuck. It's really interesting too because you have his weird foghorn leghorn accent. You have Adam Driver doing like a like a West Virginia, like a like an Appalachian coal miner kind of accent, and then you have Channing Tatum who is from Pullman, Alabama, so he sounds like he could be from my neighborhood. <laughs> I'm like what? The f- These are supposed to be people that are related or in close proximity, and they are all over the place. Like the, yeah, it's it's because it's it's still. It's still uh, Southern via Britain, you know, like it's still, it's right. still his idea of what like Southern accents are. And then I, I just, <laughs> I picture the whole thing going down because, you know, Adam Driver, I can see going, okay, this is set in Virginia. So I'm going to get like a Virginia accent going on and he, you know, studies it or something. Yeah. He looks it up and it's all like, all right, let me, let me, let me get the, the, the accent. <laughs> and and Tatum's like. Well, I'm from Alabama. I got this. South, South is South, <laughs> right? They South is- know Craig. I'm from Britain. I got this too. Whatever. Fuck it. Like I, I'm pretty sure I heard some like Tennessee accents in there as well. Like, like it's such a weird amalgamation of like where all these accents are from. But like, I don't care. Like, it's one of those things where it's such a, it's such a silly premise, and I don't know what it is. But like, it, it must have been. Okay, Conan the Clap, yeah. It must have been from since Army of the Dead. It's just been like, after we had such a shit heist movie, I'm like, Corella being a surprise heist movie, I was, and I was just like, you know, I got to tell them about Logan Lucky. I don't know if they've seen it, because that's another heist movie that I think is actually pretty good. Like, yeah. I think it's a really good heist movie. And I also... Daniel Craig has a southern accent in it. Like, what more do you want? Spoilers for the movie. I think it was a good heist movie. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a heist movie. It is a heist movie. I enjoyed it. Okay, let's go over. What was what, what do you what do you feel uh, was your favorite part there, Fun? Uh, 
other than Daniel Craig's accent, because we're going to keep talking about <laughs> how absolutely insane it is, but like, it's great. I don't know. I, I think just. I went into this movie thinking, like, I'm not going to like this movie. It's going to be dumb. <laughs> fair, when, fair. when Daniel Craig, like, when I saw that character that Daniel Craig played, I didn't know that was him for, like, I don't know, maybe five minutes. And then I'm like, why does this guy look like Daniel Craig? And I looked it up. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay, he's he's doing a southern accent thing. Again. Uh, I don't know, like, I, I guess I went into it thinking it was going to be like, I don't know, like, I, 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 I watched it thinking, like, these guys are dumb. They're going to get caught. <laughs> and then I, it, 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 tur- it turned start. out to be more than what well, I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It, it, it does a little bit of a prestige, you know, to, to throw back to Nolan, where, you know, he kind of has you looking one direction, but then reveals the other. But then it has that last scene, which I really liked, you know, after, after, I mean, jumping ahead, but after them seemingly getting away with the whole heist, for her to be sitting there across the bar, slowly chilling, making her drink, I, what a great last shot. Well, here, here's the thing that I find really, really weird about um, Steven Soderbergh. It's like, I like a lot of the stuff that he's done. Mm-hmm. Um like um <clears throat> magic mike clearly he worked with you know Channing tatum he knows what the fuck how to do you know dramatic shit there and then like he did um oceans 13 oceans 12 oceans 11 like he knows heist movies like he did the ocean movies and like aaron brockovich and like magic mike he does he does he knows how to do these drama and like relatable things he does a lot of things that i like so, um, whenever you take this premise about these, like, seemingly pretty stupid, like, southern boys being like, I need money. We need to get money. And it's like, what are we going to do? We're going to rob NASCAR. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of like, okay. <laughs> I think my favorite bit in the whole movie is when the press, no, I think it's the FBI agent. It may be the press. But, but somebody refers to them as Ocean 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking died. Like, one, it's hilarious to reference anything Ocean 11 in a Soderbergh heist movie. Like, right, you're it's so on the nose. It's so it's, meta. It's meta. It's kind of great. I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that joke. That, that makes the whole movie worth it. Like, I would, I would call the movie a success just for that one joke. It, it's 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 good how much like because I always think about um again you go back to very classic um Hitchcock where he talks about uh suspense and tension where it's not just that something's gonna happen it's about like what does the audience know how much information does the audience get to or what are they privy to in terms of uh, what's happening. Like, you don't know exactly what like Daniel Craig is trying to do. You don't understand what Kenny Tatum's character is trying to do. Like, you have on the surface what the main plan is, and things, like, are unfolding. 
and then things get changed. Like that's what I like about this movie, where the, the, they have the big, you know, the things go wrong thing. Because you have all the planning, and then what things go wrong? Oh, it gets moved a week up. Like right. and now, and now it's a big. Th- it's like a, the big events, and it's like, oh shit! Like, I like this twist. Now, now, what does that change in the plan? Like, what does it do? That and it's, it's such a decent high school that I keep, I keep thinking about what we've been doing for the last like you know a few episodes when we talk about high school movies, and it's like, God, Snyder just did not get the point. Like, no, fuck. I, <laughs> there's so many movies you could have watched, like to learn. Like Cruella clearly learned something. Like those, that team clearly knew what they were doing to get have like you know the heist movie like we you know snuck in there, right? But like, I don't know the cast. The cast was I think perfect. It was, it was funny. Like because and, and then like everyone had their own thing that didn't necessarily define them, but it was just part of it, you know? Right. Like Craig with a southern accent, he just loved being that guy. I guess I don't. But I think one of the interesting things with with Soderbergh too, and a lot of people, you know, yeah, can't pull this off. But like, no one's another one who does this really well. But every bit person in this is somebody huge. I mean, you have Katie Holmes playing the the ex wife. Yeah, you've got Catherine Waterson just kind of popping in and showing off her jawline for a minute. Dwight Yoakam's in there. Seth MacFarlane is the fucking NASCAR driver. I didn't even catch that yeah. the first time. Yeah, I didn't. Come oh. on. Come on. That was good. You have, to, you have I had a... no idea. <laughs> I, I didn't even know and he was in it until I checked. I catch people. No, I, like Sebastian Stan's obviously there. Like Bucky Barnes is driving. Who Bucky Barnes is a NASCAR driver. Seth MacFarlane actually alluded. Shocked. Shocked. Oh. <laughs> well done, Seth. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know if you noticed this, but one of the uh, um, one of Daniel Craig's uh, like cousins, it was Jack Quaid as well. Yes. yes. Like that's another one that I think is like really and, great. And Brian Gleason, like I I I recognize him. I'm like that's a Gleason. It's that's not Domino. That's a Gleason. <laughs> that I went looking it up, and it turns out it is a Gleason. <laughs> Yeah. Tom Plus's brother, uh, Brendan's his dad. So like, <laughs> see, I can I can spot people, I can spot lineage, but Seth MacFarlane actually beat. So if Jim yeah. O'Hare as Cal as the as the boss, the foreman. Yeah, I it, dug that. Like again, it's like all these people that like you will know, but I don't know. It it like to me, like clearly they all wanted to be part of like a project that like was interesting. Cause this movie is just one of those movies that had to be like, oh, you gotta see it, you gotta see it. Like yeah. I saw it in theaters, right? And it was one of those movies that like the theater was mostly empty, and I was like, why does no one know about this? Why is no one watching? Well, this is great. Like, what the fuck is happening around me? Like the, I don't know. Maybe 2017 was a different year, but like I, I saw this movie and I was like, you have. Channing Tatum, like, and he has a limp, and like that's a that's a major plot point, and like the reason why he gets fired. But then you have you know Adam Driver who is missing an arm, and then they go into <laughs> into exactly like where he lost it, like all that stuff. Like, 
I was like, what what the fuck? Daniel Craig's apparently an explosives expert and like they're like, what and are actually, you actually like, actually he starts bullshitting and you're like, okay. And it turns out no. Man actually knows exactly what he's doing. Like God. Like the fact that he starts writing out formulas on the fucking wall, you just gotta like I'm glad that they took the time to sit there and be like, yes, this stupid shit that I was just doing had a purpose. Like this had a reason for me to be doing this. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like the first time they send the bomb out and then like okay. it, it gets sent back and like it just hits Adam Driver and then he's like, don't breathe. I'm not. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have known people very much like that. Like, like, oh, I did it! I did it one twist too many. Like, I did it too tight. Like, it's just like the the movie was funny. It was clever. Like, it just had it, it just has a lot going for it. But, I'm to see what what it launched aside. It 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 debuted next to uh, the Hitman's Body. Oh, that blew up too. Anything so- in August did well. I'm looking at it and like the the biggest thing on this list that I recognize other than that is Ingrid Goes West, which is not a particularly big movie. I guess it just wasn't much of a film time. Like I and that's the thing that gets me though. It's kind of like it's a Steven Soderbergh movie. His movies get a lot of you know. He's he's made hits. I didn't know it was a Soderbergh movie until you recommended it, and then I looked at it. I'm like, oh. Soderbergh doing a heist at thing with rednecks? I'm in. Like, I I don't know why it wasn't on my radar. It just wasn't. And again, I... It's it's one of those films where I'm like... It has so many people in it that I'm surprised it didn't get, like, just purely... Oh, well, guys, go look at... Go look at Adam Driver. He's doing a southern accent. Like, everyone had that thing about Knives Out, about Daniel Craig. Oh, my God, Daniel Craig's doing a southern accent. I'm all like, he's done right. it already. Same, same premise. I, was like, I, I, think people, I think people are a little worried when they see a lot of big people in things. Because sometimes you just get a whole bunch of names to mask the fact that your movie's a complete shit show. You know what I mean? I, I mean, what was, rom-coms do it all the time. Yes, yes. Rom-coms, rom-coms do the whole, let's just, let's just get... Everybody, it doesn't matter if it's bullshit. We just want as many people on the list and as many people as possible. And what does the trailer sound like? Starring Robert De Niro, Glenn Close, and you're just like, oh god, here's the fucking like list of motherfuckers who are in this movie. Billy Crystal, LeBron James, Susan Sarandon. It's just like, ah, Nick (laughs) King. Aziz Ansari (laughs) and introducing Ryan Reynolds (laughs) like wait he's been in movies for fucking like years now introducing him shut up we're introducing we didn't introduce him the first time we're making up for uh but yeah that that, I I think I think it's weird that Daniel Craig's and everyone else's southern accent is so like good for what it is and then i don't know what the fuck seth mcfarlane is doing in the goddamn movie as far as acting i'm goes. so into it though like, he's just playing full coked up nascar driver nascar owner like, like not even a driver like right. he's just the, he's just the asshole who owns an energy drink company right i i i, I really liked the performance I, I was surprised it was seth i, I really really was happy with that. Sebastian Stan being this like 
super prim. Like, no, no, no. My my body, my body's like I have I have the well oiled machine. Like I can't eat anything. Like I eat I eat perfect amount of carbs and like that's that's exactly the fuel that I need. And then he just like passes out in the fucking car crash. <laughs> oh oh oh! Hold up! Time out! Time out! We have to talk about this. Why the fuck does Jeff Gordon look like Ben Shapiro? Go, Honest wait. to God, when I see him in that for a brief second, I thought they had Ben Shapiro on there and not fucking Jeff. I Gordon. I need to see. Uh, yeah, what are you what are you talking about? Just look at Wikipedia page. It's a great example. Oh God! Right? Like good old bench here in about ten fifteen years. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a. Bit it of... was upsetting. <laughs> It's a bit of a Shabibo. Oh no! It's Shabibo in this. Oh, it's 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 Chef Gordon. Hey, Kay, we're talking about Logan Lucky right now. <laughs> but Ben Shabibo in a race car. Talking about Ben Shabibo <laughs> in his NASCAR career. I think I think it was just a. It's a clever use of setting. It's a clever use of like. Like you let the actors have fun doing their accent thing. Like there's a lot of accent work. You have, um, you have the, 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 and again, they don't make, it's something that I do like about in movies, right? Where you have not the, the non-biological father, right? Who's with Katie Holmes. Like he's kind of a dopey dipshit, but he's not a bad guy. Like they don't paint again. And it makes me think of, um, like how weird it was to me in liar, liar. Where they try to make him seem like he's not a good guy, but he's not a bad guy. He's obviously a bad father figure because he can't do the claw. Like he's not—he's he's not his dad in the same sla- ah, slapsticky guy. Ah, ah, that makes me a bad <laughs> father figure. It's like I get it—you love your—you love your dad, and like I get that. Like, but you don't paint this guy to be a dickhead. He's not a dickhead. Like that's a thing that I think they've largely stopped doing in movies. It's a really lame trope. I don't, I don't like that one much. Uh, that's the other trope I don't like, which we might get to in a future episode. Go on, killing the bird to show that you're a bad guy. Oh. You don't have to keep killing birds to show you're. A, you don't have to set <laughs> an entire lorikeet aviary on fire to show you're a bad listen guy. we're kicking the dog is 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 just a cheap and easy trope all right look we saved the cat to prove we're good and we killed the bird to prove we're bad we get it leave the birds alone i don't like birds dying i'm, I'm over it <laughs> god damn it uh <clears throat> yeah i think i think with, with this though like they they i like that he has his own kids and like it's like this nice like joined family unit thing. He's kind of a dopey asshole who thinks he knows cars because he doesn't because he owns a car lot. And then you have uh, the sister uh, know about cars. Right. Yeah, like actually know about and actually see is not like impressed. She's she's, she's competent in a way that is right. not like too show offy. It's just like yeah, this person would know I, I got, cars. I got slight my cousin Vinny vibes, so a little Marissa Tomei in there, right? But her her ah, but here's the thing: the thing I like again, I, I like about it, it wasn't the like climax culmination of 
the entire thing that oh she knows cars so well therefore like that that car knowledge is what saves the day like no 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 she just does yeah like it's just handy that's I mean, just it's very handy it's very nice and, and it's good it means that again this person is not dumb is not incompetent isn't sitting there talking about men like again it passes the begfield test in that sense where it's just like no this person just a pretty badass fucking uh, character knows cars like gives the gives the um the new um husbands you know shit like you're like oh yeah i see you. all your cars are automatic uh, you don't know how to drive your stick shit you shithead like, <laughs> like, oh, i can i can i can drive stick i don't know what you're talking about i can drive stick like it's funny like there's humor derived from it and it's not just like oh man i need a man like no 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 no, no. none of that shit matters but I don't know. Like every single character has a thing that you can like point to is like good and like it's solid. <clears throat> but I don't know. Uh, as as far as this movie goes, like I I just really wanted to throw it to you guys to yeah. to see to see uh, how you guys you know. I liked what, it. What, what, I liked you, it a lot. What, what you took away from it? Then I watched it in theaters, <laughs> and I, I'm like, I need more people to watch this fucking movie. It's so good. <laughs> It, it was surprisingly heartfelt. Uh, the 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 scene where his daughter is performing and she nixes her her initial plan and sings "Take Me Home, Country Roads" like actually made me cry. It could mostly be the hormones, but it made me cry. Like out of nowhere, you're just getting this touching moment. You're like, "Well, shit!" I was expecting the goofy NASCAR shit. Like, get back to the get back to the heist. I didn't <laughs> sign up for for feels here. Uh, no, I, I really enjoyed it though. It was a fun movie to watch. Not not every movie is fun to watch, and every heist movie is worth going back to watch a second time. And I think I would probably watch this a second time. Uh, that that moment reminded me of Little Miss Sunshine. I'm not even gonna lie. It had, uh, had a yeah, it had a little bit sunshine feel to it. Where they perform and like everyone joins in, and it's like just a, just a feel good moment of the moment. It and again, this does not like. Un- but again, just like unlike my cousin Vinny. Unlike Little Miss Sunshine, this character thing has nothing. Like the outcome of this has nothing to do with the actual like main story. It just continues to add layers. Like the kid had it's a thing. helpful but not vital, right? But it, again, and it just colors everything so perfectly because it's like this is what like builds this world. You have like uh, good at cars. Uh, the cousins being for some reason like it has to be morally right to them like it's such a weird moment where they're just kind of like you told you know what our conditions were (laughs) the morality the morality clause of a heist (laughs) it does a really good job of characterizing them though like they're not totally bad guys but they're obviously not opposed to doing bad stuff they just need to lie to themselves first right and for some reason that makes it okay for them there may be a little Lower on the 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 thinky food chain, but you know, bless their hearts, they they, they do the job. I did uh, enjoy it being Jack Quaid. They they try again. Just I, even with the small bit parts that were nobody, then they still end up being somebody later on. Again, you know, I don't know if you mentioned, but Hillary Swank, I, I love Hillary Swank. Any especially, I mean, that's really fun. That, that's where I found again the movie just seemed to have a lot of fun. Like there's yeah. fun moments 
uh like when when down craig's changing in the back seat he's like oh, don't get no peak now like <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> what the fuck daniel craig like what is happening in this fucking movie <laughs> uh i guess i guess into a more a more spoilery level most more the end of this um the end of the movie so the whole movie they've talking about the, the logan curse like is the logan curse real blah blah this happens to this family member so like in the end it's kind of like and then everything worked out but then you have that moment where it's sort of a semi-ambiguous ending because the, the investigation's over and this and that is done but now you have this fbi agent just hanging around like does that mean like i guess the, the movie doesn't answer it which is fine like do you think that means like ah, uh, they're gonna get caught the curse is real they're fucked or well, let, let me let me preface this by saying this is an inception ending issue and the actual answer is it doesn't fucking matter that's not the point. right of course like again i love the ambiguous uh ambiguous ending but you think that uh Th- that being said they got fucking caught like, <laughs> like like within a day they were caught like i i really do think that that's what the natural progression would be i like that they i mean they thought they were really thorough like oh yeah i waited till you know my phone got cut off that i thought that was like a really clever bit like funny awesome but you don't really ever get away with it. Like, not something like that and people like this. So you know they're going to start being less careful immediately. They're already being less careful. They're already talking about it in blood daylight in the bar around people. I mean, they're obviously not paying attention to who's there. They're going to get caught immediately. I, I, th- that to me is, is the story we're telling is that even though they've overcome the curse, they haven't really. They just once again Del- thought they did. To me, it's like they, that, they, they that delayed the, the curse. That that is the Logan curse: is to think you got away with it this time, just to have not. That that's what I think would be next to happen, personally. Paul, well, what do you think happened? You think they got caught? You think they got away with it? You think it's going to be ultimately? I'm pretty sure they got caught. Like, yeah, like kind of what Nick said. It's just. They're they're already getting to a point where it's like, oh, you know, we can just talk about it now because the investigation is over. But I don't think it's ever no investigation is ever truly over. Like it'll it'll probably. I don't know, like, I, I guess it doesn't like like again, part of me, you're not going to pay taxes on it. So, yeah, I mean, there's they part got a few of me, much tops. There's a part of me that is like, of course, it's gonna like, I want this, I this want them obsessed. to get away. This woman's obsessed. Like it was the the insur- the insurance company's already paid out. Like no, like everyone else has already moved on. And yep. like this person would be like, oh look, but they're buying stuff. It's like, well, you still work. Like you know, what? isn't that kind of the the theme? I mean, the 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 line for the whole movie is kind of obsession. It's it's the Logan's obsession with both breaking the curse and with getting the big score. Like. No, there there might be like a little white whale theme in there somewhere. Like she's kind of taking on her own obsession as part of. I mean, I mean she's, Clyde's she's still almost, working at the bank. I mean, at the bar, she's right? almost cursed by the Logan curse too. Like it almost bleeds off onto other people. You get you get absorbed into it. 
it's it's a black hole <laughs> you mean the accretion disk of the logan groups <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's just um it's it's one of those movies that because it's a heist movie because it's this and that like it's hard to talk about <clears throat> how to talk about it and like without like completely not necessarily ruining it because it's funny it has a lot of comedic moments uh like the it's a clever use of the heist movie uh clever use of setting like robbing a nascar event like that's that's not you know typical yeah i've never heard of anybody trying to rob money from a nascar event i don't know how frequently it happens if at all (laughs) probably never i mean to, to, to that extent never stealing from like a cash heavy event like that probably happens constantly constantly the thing that the thing that i find uh like weird because now i gotta go back to talking about army of the dead so once again it, it picks vegas because vegas is of course like a standard heist location you have casinos you have money lots of money like lots cash. of prestige lots you know there's a lot of a lot of gangster history there there's a lot there again, that- it's the cash nature like vegas isn't even really that big on cash anymore it's largely digital but when you do heist movies it's still all cash you still be playing with cash at the tables even though it's happening anymore the the illusion of vegas as a heist destination is built on the idea of cash that's what makes the the sporting event idea interesting is if you just go and knock out the communication equipment they shift to all cash and suddenly you have a lot of that stuff coming in and for some huge event, I mean, I don't know if Charlotte Speedway has an actual system like that. Like, the amount of cash drops you'd have to do on Memorial Day race weekend like that would be huge. There would be a ton of cash just floating around. It'd be easy for somebody to just lose track of it. And it's the reason why, again, I like I like whenever they're doing the investigation at the end, where they're just kind of like, how'd you come up with an actual number if you didn't know? And it's kind of like... We estimated based off of last year's total and this like, year's increased projection revenue. Like we also had receipts and stuff. Like I don't know what to tell yeah. you. Like even the guy didn't right. have like uh, an answer. He was like, "Oh, I'm not an accountant. I can't give you that answer." Yeah, I was like I don't fucking yeah, know. We, like we were talking to Elle, was like, "Is that not suspicious?" And I'm like, "That's the answer I would give if you asked me something about my company's like finances. I'm not the accountant. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm not telling you because I'm you know." trying to hide anything i just don't know it's a job like and even then like the the fbi would have forensic accountants going through all that shit and like you kind of have like, there's a point where they're kind of like here's where you probably where you probably were here's a range and then based on like last year based on attendance the insurance company is going to do an audit you're just not going to be like oh you lost this much oh here's okay, millions cool. of dollars I'm just write 30 million okay i'm just gonna write that down here and no need to verify and cool all right your check is in the mail like, checks in the mail dude oh, oh. like yeah, the- that, that part i didn't quite understand i think at that part though it's really just swank's character is just grasping at straws right exactly right. It's, it's, just it's, ask it's, dumb questions and see if anybody falters and he's like i don't fucking know dude like what do you like, want from me i steal it like, i don't no, want to like, steal it like legit what do you cash. want from me like do you think that i'm part of it like what do you what the fuck like it, it was it was such it was such a great like moment where you're just like what do you want from me like what do you what do you want an answer from me like get the fuck out of here like you obsessive bitch like she's just like mm. how'd you come up with that number it's like I didn't 
Like, why would you think that I... Uh, how much do you think you made? Uh, probably 30 million. What do you want? 90 million. Can I get 90 million dollars, like, in cash, please? Right. Okay. I don't know, man. The guys over at Crawford came up with some figure and sent it over, and the lawyers dealt with it. You go ask that one. I'll fucking do it. Yeah, like, well, I, it's, but to me, like, it, it, it used the setting while we were, like, again, Army of the Dead picks Vegas, and then, like, does, like, the only thing interesting that it does for vegas is the tiger zombie and like other yeah. than that like i have to go like well the and, and well, kind of a dated reference again if we're honest yeah it's like Sigfrid and roy are no longer even you know doing things the tigers are literally in cincinnati uh i i liked it at one point when the security guards are running around trying to figure out where the smoke's coming from and they run into some random person who they don't recognize who's not supposed to be there and they're just like you can't smoke you any smoke <laughs> oh uh <laughs> No, like even before they find the guy that's actually oh, smoking. Oh, there, like, okay, okay, okay. They okay. just find people in a place they're not supposed to be when they know that there's an alarm going off and, and there's smoke everywhere. They're just like, hey, you smell any smoke anywhere? You, you see anything weird? Like, maybe maybe zip. Like, I thought, I, back I, me up on this. <laughs> security guard. Uh, okay, security okay, guard. but but again, <laughs> if you were security guard for a gigantic venue like that, where there's so much support staff, it's a big weekend. You probably brought in more people than you ever need to handle everything. Someone taking out garbage would not seem out of place to me. Okay, but in my life experience, in, you know, it's not a Charlotte Coca-Cola 600, but during every collegiate sporting event I ever took part in, which was 60 plus, I had to have credentials to get on the field. And if I didn't have them, I would get accosted every time. And that's just going from, like, locker room area to the field area. Not saying every event's like that, but certainly if UAB versus Florida is like that, I think the Coca-Cola 600 is going to be pretty pretty dense. So, yes, again, as a, as a former security guard, I would want you to check that out. That's your job. Ask for credentials. It's not hard. So, at, at, my, at my job, I know, like, most of the employees who throw out all the trash at that uh place that i work at so like i talk to them i know who they are so every once in a while i'll get like i don't know somebody walking up to like the dumpster and like throwing out like boxes and they i know that they don't work there so i have to tell them hey hey like you can't just like throw out your trash here uh you know because businesses need those uh trash cans uh, right. So that, that means, that. yeah. So with that, like, if I see like people walk up to it and they're just like throwing away like fast food bags, I don't really do anything about it. Right. It's more just like if if they're dumping like things that obviously aren't meant to be dumped in in uh in those dumpsters by people I don't recognize, then it becomes like a concern. Uh, yeah, but if it's I, I I understand like asking for like credentials, but like I feel like they probably would have covered that maybe. Like I yeah, like... I think they I think they should have been like, hey, uh, kind of like I see your and, and they just kind of like real quick flash it and then move on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not like anybody's even looking. It's just to see if you comply and act weird about it. And that's all. That's all. Security guards are is theater. It's to right. Fine. It's just theater. Obstacle. Yeah, like, uh, if if anything, in that situation, I would have just, like, 
said like, oh, there's a few people here throwing out trash. That's it. What what crime is fought going to prevent? Well, you know, even then, exactly. Like, <laughs> these guys have you know one of those carts that are like you see people throwing trash out, right? Uh, anything you'd be like, hey, like, we're, like what are you up to? And like, oh, we're uh, we're new, but we're taking out the trash. Oh, okay. Like, you see anything suspicious? Okay. Like, okay, well, but that's at least doing your job. Like again, we're we're missing the point, obviously. But just just mm-hmm. to to have this intellectual debate, like I, I in my job for the shipping thing that I do, that we're going to mention specifics on, I have to check IDs. Which I send, I do. Most people don't because it's just theater. But I do ask only because if you're there with a whole box full of weed, you're trying to ship out, and I go, "Can I see your ID?" Oh shit, I left it at home. And you disappear. You're like. I don't fucking care. I don't even look at it. What do you show me? I just need you to show me. And that, that's just the rule. I don't have a choice. It's, I don't know. I, I think <laughs> that, like, you're right. That, like, that's a small oversight, but, like, I, I like when they find the guy who's smoking. <laughs> like, just the way he's just like, yo, my, fift- <laughs> my 15's not up. My 15's my 15. What do you want me to walk down all the way outside, <laughs> then light, and then walk back? Like, no, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> like, I got four minutes left on my twenty. That's why they call it a twenty. <laughs> That's why they call it a twenty. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Um, yeah, plays it really well. Plays it real well. And that's the key to pulling off a heist like that is to to really sell it by acting like you were just you belong and, and not not even that but like if you put on that you were just like you cannot be bothered this is so obnoxious I can't believe I have to do this people will do whatever to get you to just leave like it's the funniest thing you can get away with so much shit <laughs> it's it's also why I think that uh, this works because like I think about like Ocean's Eleven and how. They need a specialized person for the job and this and that. And they need it. like this. This seems more doable in terms of like what you need to. You just need to like rent some equipment, really. Like the you get the the air pump and you get, have the the guy that knows explosives like crack it open. They so didn't even get to rent it. that equipment. That was just the equipment that was there. They were just yeah. Like a lot, a lot of it just came from like from like knowledge of knowing that what they had at their job site. Yeah. It's one of those heists that's the only kind of conceivable heist that could work. <clears throat> because there have been, like, weird, crazy heist-type things over the course of human history that pan out. The only way it ever works out is if you have somebody on the inside who happens to be at the right place, at the right time, the only person, or one of very few people who could ever be that linchpin. That, that's the only way it could work. You, you, can, you can bust somebody out of prison if you have somebody who's already broken out of that prison once. And you got to guard on the inside and know somebody who can fly a helicopter. Then it's easy, you know. Just, just do it. But, but most of us don't have those resources, so it's not quite something we can pull off. Also, like you, if you know the system well enough, you know the warden would never call like an external like help because like the reputation. Oh, the reputation of the prison is just that important. Like, all, uh, right. we don't have fires here at the at the prison. It's all like, yeah. You which, need- again, a weird parallel to the other movie that I just watched recently, which is The Suicide Squad, with having somebody who's talking very openly about their prison's health record not being great. Oh, you're talking about when, when Waller says, like, we have the highest, like, death rate? <laughs> like, I, 
in case you didn't catch it, what she's tacitly saying is, oh, yeah, all these people dying as part of the Suicide Squad really fucks up our rating because that's not a real thing that we can acknowledge. So these are all just random deaths that are happening in the prison. Bell Reeves is a bad prison. I, I, would, I would assume that a, uh, a, group of, a, a group of criminals who are, like, specialized to be, like, if people were dying in Arkham, I don't think that people would be, like, too upset. Right, like you're like. I mean, given 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 the amount of people or the type of people they keep in there, right? That's well, especially because they I'm just saying. keep that's reading it. Like, like Arkham is is a temporary holding facility where you put all of the crazy people so that when they get let out, it's all at once. Like, you actually have a more successful Gotham if you just like did a catch and release program with all these villains and didn't release them all at once. At least then you would kind of stem the flow. We have like a dam, you know, and keep the flow to a minimum. Now, just, just throw or, that out there. Or, or what you do is you ship them to other prisons in other parts of the country. Like, just split them up. Split them up so they don't talk to each other. So they don't sit there and scheme and fucking figure shit out. Like, split them up. Maybe. Maybe. Because it seems like they work together the pretty whole, frequently. Like, they work together pretty frequently. Get into the whole debate about what you should do to make the, the Batman world work more, more functionally. Like, there's, there's a lot to talk about. I guess maybe I guess, maybe fewer batterings and more public services. Well, I'm being that realistic because, like, remember, remember, there must always be a Batman because, like, apparently, like Gotham is like built over this like portal to hell and like it's this weird energies and therefore there will always be evil and therefore there must always be something to check that evil and it's just like honestly, like that's not too far off. The actual, at least like some kings, like if you start talking like the uh, the court of owls and stuff, that's yeah, that's much what that right. That's that's what I'm saying. It's it's that where their explanation is so is supernatural. Therefore, like the logical like, uh, they, the logical things wouldn't work regardless. Right. Uh, there, there's like a Lazarus pit or something. So Gotham's just kind of cursed. So like whatever. Fuck. It, it, it's the reason why. Uh, <laughs> The the, Speed force. I don't know. the Wayne family, like even with their monorail and all the other shit, it just wasn't enough. It's just never enough because because evil. Because it's just evil. There's even the Waynes were living out in the Palisades, barely in the city limits. Now, now we're doing really deep dark night callbacks. Oh yeah, how far how far can you live out and still be considered part of the city? <laughs> like, Shouldn't you know your city territory, dude? <laughs> <laughs> your jurisdiction <laughs> dark nights that you can movie though we're about to go rewatch those i think this weekend because Elle has not seen all of them it's like an adult you gotta do that. that makes sense that makes sense uh batman begins came out in 2005 yeah i don't i don't think i remember watching batman begins but i remember it's, the other two <laughs> it's long it's good though it's I like good batman but it's long and you're just like he makes long Batman movies. Because it has like two movies in it. That's the it, thing. It, it basically two is. Two movies. I mean, finds like year one and uh shit, what's the other story he does for that? It's not long Halloween, that's dark night. He, he combines two different uh stories in every one of those Batman movies, though. You, you have you know, Nightfall gets tossed in for Bane. It, it's just stuff like that. Right. He 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 yeah. It's just it's just the first one just like does feel its length a little bit, just a little bit. It's two hours thirty. And yeah, and I, I don't feel it at all because the tension just keeps ramping and ratchet, just ratchet that tension, just ratchet it more, just ratchet it up. 
but like again is only 10 minutes shorter i wouldn't have guessed that and it feels 30 minutes longer for some reason to me i don't right, understand because it really it's just like them talking and I, and I like it but like <laughs> it's just a lot of talking and a lot of like philosophical like you know ideas and i don't know like <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. Like it's just one of those things where I love it because it sets up things so well, but it has to go into all the. Pa- it has to go into so much. It has to go into like what makes Bruce Wayne Bruce Wayne. What makes him become Batman? Like what is the time between his parents' death and now? The whole thing with Joe Cool. Like all this stuff has to be fully set up, and then it's like, oh, by the way. Rash out ghoul is gonna fucking just come back and be like, Goblins of Blight, we're gonna fucking destroy it. Now you have to Batman it up. And it's like, this, it's like, and now the another next movie begins. Like, god damn it. Like, all right, another movie. <laughs> another movie has just begun. Like, we really would like to have seen what third movie was going to be prior to Heath Ledger's untimely demise. Oh, right. It would have been, I'm sure it would have been completely fucking different. He he said he had a specific thought for the Joker as a, a third movie, and obviously that's not what happened. Right. So I'd just be curious to see what the script looked like. Yeah. Well, so here's, here's, a, here's a weird hypothetical random question. Okay. Going back to Logan Lucky, obviously. So in Army of the Dead, they clearly already had it planned out for some reason. It's already fucking basically almost done to have Army of Thieves, a prequel to it with the safe cracker. Who in Logan Lucky would you have wanted to see like, ah, here's a standalone like prequel movie for like a Joe Bang bank robber? Like what, what, what made him get caught like kind of movie or... See, like, I think the, the intrigue for characters like that comes from the vagueness. You don't know if he's actually done anything badass or not. Like, when he starts making the explosive, you're not really sure if it's going to work or not. And that's kind of where that mystique comes from. I don't I don't need to see more Joe Bang to understand Joe Bang. I don't feel like I need to see more of the Logans either, really. like I don't need to see our Army of Thieves either. Bam! Right. <laughs> Damn, that's what I was Got trying him. to get at. That's there we go. What, that's next, what I was trying to get question. at. You don't need it. I, I can't think of anybody that Fuck I you, maybe maybe the Sebastian Stan character. Maybe I'd like to see like an origin of him that's just Speed Racer. Just him working his way up to try to get a sponsor, and there's Seth MacFarlane man like I'll sponsor you. Like no, I, I want you to just literally. I want you to just superimpose him and Seth MacFarlane into Speed Racer instead. And there you go. Okay, that's the, <laughs> speaking, that's the prequel. I speaking of Speed Racer, um, I keep getting—I'm pretty sure I told you guys—I keep getting random like Speed Racer clips, like suggested to me on YouTube, like literal like ten to twenty second clips from the anime, just suggested to me on YouTube, and it is like proof that Speed Racer is a sociopath. Like, it's... <laughs> and it's oh, these, yeah, I think it's, I've seen that clip. There's little clips. There's a ton of them where 
like he's he's racing right and like trixie is in a helicopter above right and just flying and it's like speed speed like why you should you should let him win and he's like no why should i let him win trixie's like because like you don't need to win and like if he wins like he can pay for his sister's surgery and pay for the hospital bills and he's all like no but i gotta win and like and then like he beats the other person and then like is mad that like the other person got second like it's so fucking like absolutely weird that speed racer is so obsessed that even when like the morally correct answer should be like i'll let him win so that he can pay for hospital bills and he's like yeah but winning is everything like it's it's so fucking like psychotic it is absolutely wild to me it wouldn't be fair if I let him win the race on purpose. Right? Like, he's just like, no, my morals are I can't let him win. He needs to win on his own. He turns off the radio and speeds up. Are you watching it right now? That's what I need Sebastian Stan to be doing in the prequel. Just random shit like that. It wouldn't be right. I've got to win. Wouldn't be fair to all those people who already lost. Good job, Speed. Brothers, can't cancel. Can't cancel student loans. Other people have already had to pay them. Sorry. Oh God, I know, right? Like. But if people don't suffer through this, what turn them into the soulless drones that do all of the stuff for us? Exactly. I just I don't know how else we're going to break people if we don't make them suffer through capitalism. Uh, honestly, though, this movie, I just, I needed to get it out there. Like, to you guys, I needed you guys to, like, get get a bit of it, because it's just, to me, like... Steven Soderbergh, like, having fun with heist movies again and, like, just being, just doing something completely, like, setting appropriate, like, leave Vegas. We're leaving Vegas behind. I did, a, a, like, you know, 11, 12, 13. Like, let's, let's go back to a heist movie. Let's pick a different setting, and it works. And then, like, that's the reason why, again, like, seeing all of these movies, right, I hate army of the dead so much as a bad ice movie like i just can't stand it like it just did, it wants to be like it wants does to it? be it does does it it does I think it, it was to flirt with heist movie but not actually be one did you no. you watch the, the 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 little 30 minute documentary thing right yeah he wanted to make like the oh dude if we could do this heist movie but with zombies and in Vegas we'll have a zombie tiger but there was only one heist scene in the thing he doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and, and, and somebody needs to well somebody else needs to supervise the Snyders somebody needs to supervise Deborah Snyder so that when she's supervising Zach she actually does a decent job. She's an enabler, and that's yes. that's not the same thing as someone who's fucking like caretaking what's happening. 
Right. That's what like, I'm saying. It's like, so even just say, bad. yes, he's actually tell him, Zach, that's a bad choice. That's like, too no, much. Zach, let's not waste $6 million on a CGI tiger. Let's make a good movie. <laughs> like, the CGI tiger is fine. Like, the, again, it's kind of one of those things where you see how they they scanned the whole city and they rebuilt it digitally. I'm like, that's all really cool. But ultimately, you're getting the wrong lesson from fucking James Cameron. Right. Like, James Cameron is just obsessed with deep sea diving and he wanted some the, a studio to fucking fund him doing a <laughs> Titanic dive. All right? Like, you are fucking, like, not getting the right lesson. Learn from Christopher Nolan, who does practical shots everywhere he can. Much better, much better. And, like, and especially uh, if you look at The Dark Knight Rises, the the Heinz Field blowing up is not as compelling of a scene as like the the opening of Dark Knight. Or I guess it's Dark Knight Rises, still isn't it? Uh, where, where it's the plane drop. Right. Uh, no, same. Still Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, so I, I guess I blew the budget for the plane drop. The but plane no, but it's weird how you it's practical. Right, you start the movie with such a great practical bit, and then when you follow it up with that, it, like it's not as impactful. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; it's my favorite scene in cinema because the Pittsburgh Steelers blowing up. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I just sometimes go back and rewatch it for fun. I see... oh, you, you missed Hines, but it's okay. It's okay. Black and yellow just fell through the floor. Yes, yes. Oh, no. They're all gone. No more Steelers. Shit. (laughs) Ben finally got what's coming to him, allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly, according to all those court documents. Allegedly. (laughs) According to the facts of the circumstances. Uh, It's kind of interesting that they... Because, again, even with, uh, I know for Dark Knight Rises and for other movies, they don't use official names for anything. But, like, for this movie, they definitely use NASCAR. There were NASCAR cars. Like, there were there, there were some things there that were, yeah. like, really built the legitimacy of everything. Like, including the, the Charlotte Speedway. Like, again, everything was... You can't do a NASCAR movie and not have branding just because of what NASCAR is. It's it's brand. It is brand, 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 brand. So you have to have them in there. You can't genuinely Listen, the replacements replaced all the names. Replacements did a pretty good job. They they I'll give them mad. Like the Nobody's Wash- really like nobody's nailed it quite like they have since. Like there there's like, some movies that I'm just like, wow, you clearly couldn't use the licensing rights. But like, fuck, you got it so close, though. Like, it's so close. Replacements was good. They they should actually rename the Washington football team the Washington Sentinels. That's a better name. It would have. Do they? They still haven't come up with a a name, right? They have not. The Sentinels would be good. Bring out Keanu Reeves. Doing so hot for for. Cleveland. Cleveland. I mean, like they'll get over that. Oh, I I love the name, but apparently they're hitting trademark issues with that roller derby team. So ah, that's always good to not clear your trademarks before you make a huge multi-billion dollar decision. Ah, we're gonna make a branding deal. Let's not check with anybody about this. Like, let's let's make sure we only change the first like four letters of the name so we can save money that way. But let's not check to see if anybody else is using it first. I think if you if you call the Sentinels. And then you bring out Keanu Reeves to announce it. it. 
Gene Hackman can come back out, you know, do a voiceover, you know, and be like, you got to have heart. Like, just, just, just literally quote the goddamn movie in your <laughs> announcement with Gene Hackman and be like, you got to have heart, lots of heart. And like, and with this new team, we're going to have lots of heart, the Sentinels. And it's just like, ah, like, okay, like, there you go. <laughs> like, it, it would work. I think you could pull it, it off. I don't hate it. Better than their old name. Well, that's what I thought. It's weird that they got they they got a lot of uh, a lot of name a lot of brands and names. NASCAR and it's not like normally you wouldn't really. Because again, there's it's... no there's no obligation to like pay anything or anything as long as you apply the trademarks correctly. So like you can actually get away with using trademarks you don't have rights to as long as you do things correctly. It's just a very tight path to walk. Again, with NASCAR movies, you kind of have to. Well, I think about I think about uh, Ghostbusters 2016 where uh, What's-Her-Face is eating Pringles. And it's like, in the commentary, they're just like, oh, that was totally just, you know, improvised, uh, like, you know, on the fly. And I'm like, no, because you no. had to clear that. Like, that's on yeah. camera. Someone had to sit there and fucking... I, I, know is, I know for sure you were eating a bag of Let's Potato Chips before then. Like, we've all seen the fake brand. We know what it was. Right. Like, there's no... There's no... Haha, we accidentally let Pringles into the shot. Like, haha. Like, no, you don't I mean, do that. The fact that, like, so many... Just for, like, sports, like, con like conferences, like, a little... Uh, uh, not, not really a conference. What would you say? Like, a press conference. Oh, yeah, press conference. Like they sit there and they'll tape logos just so just to make sure that during this small snippet of time, you're not showing another brand because you're not allowed to show that brand, blah, blah, blah. You know, like I need you to understand, like, how thorough these contracts are. When we were under Nike at UAB, we would have people that would watch our games to see if there were logo violations. Like, the reason why I'm so good at compliance for my current job is because I did it in a previous job that was actually much more difficult about it. But we would get emails after games. Hey, uh, number 53 had his cleats spatted, and he's not on the injury report list. So we need to make sure you actually don't spat over the cleats and show the Nike Swish next time. Spatted? Spatted. Uh, when you wrap up the ankle around the shoe rather than putting it on the ankle itself and then putting the ankle in the shoe. Ah, learning terms here. Yeah. Learning, learning, and when you do that, you cover up a minimum of four Nike swishes, uh, and that's you know a violation of your contract. So we would get a nasty email like, "Hey, can't be doing that." Obviously, if it was an injury thing, we were fine. But if a player was just doing it for aesthetics, we would get in trouble with our apparel provider and have to change. So yeah, they they take shit like that very seriously, very 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 seriously. Like it, it helps. It helps build again the the setting and the realism, because like it, it's kind of weird because it, it doesn't necessarily paint NASCAR or like the Charlotte Speedway in a bad light. Like, but like they do no. still get robbed, and like a lot of a lot of uh, official places would be like, I don't want to show my place being robbed. Like uh, that looks basically like we're incompetent or blah blah blah. Honestly, it shows them in being such a, a thorough and scaled operation that like it's probably. Probably looks better than it really is, so it probably doesn't hurt them at all. Right again, NASCAR like they are just branding and just marketing, so they they understand the value of being associated with things, even if it's not like the best association. 
And again, you have to do it with an NASCAR movie. Like if you look at Talladega Nights, you had to have brands involved, even though they weren't getting paid for it. They still use Perrier and Old Spice and all these other brands. And, I have a feeling and, they did get paid for Perrier. They a, did not. They didn't. If you believe Adam McKay, which I have no reason not, not to, to specifically, right. they did not get paid for any of the product placement at all. Mm. Wow, we're gonna need to we're gonna need to tape up our chairs. We're gonna need to make sure that you know, <laughs> like if we're not getting, we're not getting paid for there this shit. Like, mm, like nope, nope. This uh. I don't know what you're talking about. Tape right oh, there. I got all of this up here too. <laughs> all this, all these liquor sponsors. I didn't even notice you had all those liquor bottles. Yeah, because he's like he's ready oh, for I an earthquake to hit. Like yeah, so they all just fall. Yeah, they just fall and crack, and it's like the room becomes super dangerous. Yeah, good. Good plan. Good plan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do you drink? Do you ever? Do you ever drink? I have not drank since quarantine began. Dang. So, feel that. I feel that. Not too far off from me. It's been over a year now. Yeah. But overall, I think extremely good movie. It's a good movie. Like I, I recommend. I recommend that other people watch it. I, yeah, I like it a lot reason, more than I thought I would. Yeah. If for some reason you've said this entire thing and listened to a talk about a movie you've never seen, you should probably see that movie. Yeah, I think that it's uh, it has has a lot of good humor, a lot of heart. The characters are solid. Everyone has like a, a bit of characterization that's really good. That you you don't sit there and hate. Um, like they're not. It's not like token badasses everywhere. And again, I'm gonna go back to hating Army of the uh, uh, Army of the Dead, uh, where suddenly everyone becomes badasses with weapons, and suddenly everyone's getting every single headshot. Like because you. You have to incorporate the zombie movie part. Like, oh, suddenly everyone can kill zombies like super efficiently, and they're great at it. They're amazing. Everyone's everyone's good with their weapons, and everyone's good with the plan. And hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Like here, everything just kind of you know. There's little little fumbles, but like nothing is overly complicated. Nothing is overly like convoluted. Like people are like taking trash bags of money out. That's it. A good heist shouldn't be overly complicated. There should be complications. But the idea should be pretty straightforward. Otherwise, it's not a compelling heist to the people pulling it off. If it doesn't seem like it's an easy thing that you could just do fairly simply without any issues, they wouldn't do it. Like, well, I mean, that's the thing about like Ocean's Eleven where it's kind of like we need a guy who can fit in a suitcase and then like traverse all the lasers and this and that. The security systems are going like, I'm okay with a bit of like high tech like stuff yeah. but like right it can be complicated like there can be complications like for this one it's so simple like it's just so the basic so, it's idea straightforward it yeah it's, it's it's super straightforward and I, I i definitely uh like that about this movie that it's it it it's it feels relatable to their plight for the reason why they're doing it like it's not just petty revenge it's not this or that it's not like uh I, we're here for the money. Like, ah, oh. like, no, everyone kind of has a thing. Like the only reason Joe bang fucking gets involved is because like, he basically got robbed. And so he's like, well, shit. Like when I get out, I need something like shit. Right. So he's in like, it's fine. Fuck it. He's in. 
Like, I don't know. I, it, it's it's good. I, I really I did really it. enjoy them kind of teasing that out, too, of him thinking that he got ripped off and that he gave all the money back. Like, I did think that was kind of fun. I, I, I expected it to, to pull up at some point, which it did, but, like, I really enjoyed it. And honestly, it, it, it may, it's the reason why Knives Out wasn't like too big of a surprise to me with a southern accent. Like, when he did it, I was kind of like, oh, cool, he's doing it again. <laughs> oh, look. Ah, it's back. It's Ben out. Oh, Benoit Blanc. <laughs> like, all right. Like, that's why I'm hoping that uh, if they do go ahead with um, more movies, like, and it, they're supposedly going to do more with Benoit Blanc. And I'm like, Good. Let Daniel Craig have another franchise that's not Bond. That's like right, one right. that he can have so, tons of fun in, and it's still compelling. Like, let's do it, please. I, I I'm still kind of shocked that they went with Daniel Craig for Bond and not like Henry Cavill or somebody more traditional, just for them to run the franchise into the ground and then just not do anything anymore. Like, well, I mean, like, if you hear a weird property, if you if you heard about what uh. His, Daniel Craig's main complaint was they couldn't really do cheesy. They had to go super serious because of Austin powers. powers. Yeah. And it's like, which I don't agree. Like it's like, I yeah, mean, absolutely could have just kept doing bond and it would have been fine. Yeah. Like no one bond wasn't, no one asked for bond you wasn't overly serious in the nineties. I mean, it, it was, it was very tongue in cheek, but it still had some serious overtones. So like, what was the issue? We actually went back and watched the spy you shagged me recently. And it actually holds up. Not I'm kind of international Mas- man of mystery, or yeah, yeah. Uh, that one first. Sorry, I always get them. Yeah, so Spidey Shaggy uh, was two, and then Gold Members three. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, international man of mystery. No, holds up pretty well. Like, kind of surprised, ladies and Didn't gentlemen. Didn't expect to hold up at all. Burt Bacharach. Like, I was just like, <laughs> all right, yeah, he was still alive in the nineties. Let's bring him out. Like, I'm cool with this. I, I think my favorite joke from that is. You know, often wakes up from the, the cryogenesis or whatever. Oh, evacuation. Basil's like, oh, and, and here's the, the Russian general, and he's like, oh, so communism won. Yeah, fuck those capitalists. He's like, yay, capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Austin, we won. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yay, capitalism. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, again, tangent, Austin Powers tangent, right? It was kind of like, one of my favorite parts about about that opening scene is kind of like I seem to have a problem controlling the volume of my voice and it's just like it's random and serves nothing other than like it just there's something extra stupid for for Mike Myers to do it, it felt very SNL which is what it should feel like mm-hmm. in yeah I, I I don't know I, I like a movie that can it looks like everyone involved is having fun yeah, yeah. Like, and that's what this movie definitely feel felt like. I feel like, and not just like fun in the sense that, like, again, there's a difference between written comedy with some slight improv thrown in. You know, like people that are quip, like you know, smart and quippy, like versus pure. Hey, let's run the camera, do seventy two takes, and whatever we find the funniest is what we cut out of there. Like I. 2016 Ghostbusters is a prime example. I need it to be more written. I can't just sit there, have you telling jokes and have like 72,000 alternate takes in the, in the extra, uh, 
and the extras right. of the DVD. Even if that's what the original was, even if the original was catching lightning in a bottle based off of people riffing and that kind of thing, you can't just replicate it. Because you're not them. Because you're not them. Right. You are not the original Ghostbusters. So don't be. Like, it's just it's just so weird. And you know how you know that? Because Ghostbusters 2 was not really, you know... Even with them, it just it wasn't really the same. Right. Like, it's just weird. Still still, like I, I still like it. But again, you don't try to replicate the same thing again. Which is why it's weird that Ghostbusters Afterlife feels like a fucking Steven Spielberg uh, movie. And I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway. It, it does tangent, kind tangent, of. Tangent, tangent, tangent. <laughs> I'm ready for a Spielberg mm-hmm. game. I'm ready. <laughs> well, I mean, I want to talk about Gene Hackman movies at some point. I'm ready for I'm ready for any any tangent. Just just give me one and I'll do it. But like a Spielberg tangent, like when Spielberg's good, Spielberg's good. I I, I do think we're gonna watch the Nolan Batman movies. If y'all want to watch those and have them in the back of your head and talk about them, just a nice I little. I haven't watched them in years. Well, I gotta watch the first one so. I really like that movie. I I saw that movie begins in a very unusual situation. It was while I was you know, away, away, uh, but did manage to see it in theaters. One of two new movies I saw during those two years I was going. Interesting. Uh, What's the other yeah, movie? So, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Want to know how bad my life was at the time? I got to see Revenge of the Sith in theater. It was the best day in months. Oh, I mean, I watched it in theaters, so. I mean, I also did. Slightly different. And I was just, yeah, the, the circumstances are kind of different. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I love this movie, and I'm glad that uh, you guys actually enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I do want to see more Soderbergh. Uh, heist. I don't need to see a sequel to this, but you know, more heist, more, more, more good heist with compelling characters with decent amounts of characterization. I know I don't ask for much, but you know. interesting. Apparently, this was a. I guess that makes sense, right? Hmm. Um. The film was distributed by uh, distributed by Cutting Out Studios in order to get him to have creative control and make money directly from the film itself. Like it was a uh, again and again, you could tell that the budget was low, and they were clearly having fun and enjoying the concept and everything. So I was gonna say too that that's one of the benefits of filming at an actual event too, is you can just film the event. You don't have to hire extras. Just film Coca-Cola 600. That's all you got to do. Easy peasy. Film a couple other scenes on a soundstage in another day and splice them, and there you go. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's going to uh, that's gonna wrap it up. I think, uh, again, Logan Lucky, go fucking watch it. It's very good, very funny, very heartfelt. Uh, it's a heist movie. If, that, if that's the thing that interests you at all. You like heists like we do. It it will make you hate Army of the Dead more if you're me. Which is a bonus. Which is a bonus. Which is I a think. bonus. Like honestly, like I like, not advertised, but just a nice little extra. Like I don't I don't say yeah, I, I as much as I think that uh Snyder has a good eye, 
I think that like he definitely has had a number of misses, you know. Like, and that's just, and that's how I feel about Zack Snyder. I'm gonna be an outrage uh, um, farmer now, like ah, Snyder. <laughs> yeah, I need to be Zack Snyder is the worst person to ever make a film ever. He's never had a good film, except for the ones that are good. Literally no, but never. <laughs> he has no good movies. He has one that's okay, and you know James Gunn ruined it. So he has a few good ones. When he again, like I said, if he, you put him on rails, like again, you give him three hundred, it's on rails. Man, if you could get somebody that's really decent at story to work with him, like give someone else he, the pin and let him just fucking hold the camera, it would be amazing. Again, it's it's the same uh, thing that argument that I have for um, like what happened in Star Wars. Like what uh, Disney had no plan, which is weird. But like the best Star Wars movies are, you have someone write it and then like someone else direct it. Right. Like that's that works the best. Like, someone who's not like beholden to that property, so they're not trying to force things in that don't work. You need somebody who's who's divorced from it, so they can say, "Hey, this scene doesn't work. Let's cut it," and they don't take it personally. Right, like it's not like, oh, but but it has to be. It's super. It's, it has it's, to be the scene. Like, no, I know. Like, we don't need extensive trade negotiations in my space opera. I just don't. Sometimes I do. No, I'm kidding. If it was uh, a space political <laughs> thriller, I'd be into it. The story you, of Palpatine could be really cool. You know. You know. If we're going to go into this rant, because I, I was going to end it, but if we're going to go into this rant, right? So you have, you have political thrillers. Like I recently saw, um, uh, what it, some of all fears. Ah. And it's like, Jack Ryan is a CIA analyst and they <clears throat> go over the fact that he is not an action person. Like he just isn't, which is why, like, I haven't seen the Jack Ryan show. But seeing John Krasinski holding a fucking rifle as if he is action man makes me not want to watch it because Jack Ryan's a fucking analyst. He I looks see, at, like Gary Oldman. I want to see somebody with like a beer belly and some, like thinning hair. Like, it's why I thought that it was terrifying. great when it was Harrison Ford. Yeah, Harrison Ford was great because he's kind of that begrudging action. Yeah, star. he's like, I'm not. I don't want to <laughs> be here. Like, I want to. I want. God damn it! I'm a desk I'm jockey. A action movie. Yeah, like I'm a desk jockey who looks at numbers and like. I'm an thinks. academic. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm, I'm like, where's that sci-fi movie? Like, where's that? Again, there's like, some cool takes on things that would be really neat if people weren't so afraid of mixing genres. Yeah, like, where, where's like, my I'm political still waiting thriller on space? My Marvel, still waiting on my Marvel legal thriller. The, oh, the like, courtroom the drama? Oh, my yeah. God. Could we get She-Hulk? She-Hulk. Uh, She-Hulk uh, versus G-Devil. Daredevil. There you go. That's the courtroom drama. It would be incredible. And there's no reason why that can't happen. They are doing a She-Hulk <laughs> property. It's been enough time since the Netflix shows that you could get uh, 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 what's his face? The rights back and Charlie is, Cox. Can they get the rights back? You can get Charlie no? Cox. Back. Yeah, it was three years. It's been three years. Okay, we passed that part. Uh, See, so yeah, they can come back. I'm just saying, I, I would, I would, I would lose my shit if we could just get a little bit of a legal, like even like a C plot in the She Hulk thing, and then we get Matt Murdock back in. I, I, I would die happy. Yeah, they could do something with that. With it uh, would be so. 
Because you no, know, because like, uh, it's one of those uh, go Daredevil. On. Uh, yeah, Daredevil like defending uh, Spider Man for the yeah, yeah for the supposed yeah. murder of Mysterio. Fuck yeah! Like, come on, let's do it. Okay, so let's the, do some weird shit. So then you also though, and like it's one of those things where the main focus is the is the is the the courtroom drama obviously but you know how they normally have the the out of courtroom scenes where they're like i think of uh not just my cousin Vinny, but what is a few good men where they're they're outside of the courtroom and they're sitting there talking about it i want them doing that like while fighting crime and shit like so there's like they're the opposing sides but like they're doing shit and then like they meet up out in the world, they're fighting crime, and there's kind of like, you know that defense is bullshit, right? Like you know that he's lying. It's kind of like, See, like th- and I that's think there's a- an interesting like- story to tell there with She-Hulk and Daredevil. Like you have them going against each other in court, you have them going against each other in, in their superhero identities, then you have some sort of way for them to realize they're actually on the same team and then team up against the actual thing. I mean it's stereo- it's 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 typical. It's stuff. pretty. Like, it's pretty. It's an interesting take on it, though. I see people do different shit. Like we almost got a heist movie in the Marvel universe with almost the Ant Man stuff, I, and, and it's one of those things where I understand like Marvel's hesitation back in 06. right? But look at like, now. But now and we all know it would have worked just fine. Taika Waititi made a Thor movie and everybody loved it. Like it but, would be fine. But the, again, the the first risk they made was Guardians of the Galaxy. Like they they made a space adventure and they, everyone thought space adventure was dead. They're kind of like people didn't like the Star Wars prequels. No one's gonna like this. Oh my god! And then Guardians <laughs> came out and they're kind of like, oh fuck, we were wrong. We were just yeah. wrong. We they we, just they, fully did not understand what the problem with the Star Wars prequels. They just were. needed a good movie to like, and they were like, fuck. <laughs> Just make a good movie. Make a good movie, forehead. Like, if you had even just made the Star Wars prequels exactly as is, but used actual sets and actual armor rather than CGIing everything, I think it would have been a much more well received movie. Just for that one change. But I got to have my coffee behind Video Village and. It just doesn't like, look like Star Wars. Star Wars is supposed to be that gritty realism of a space opera. Like, yes, it's a spaceship, but, but also. But also, a space western. Like you need, yeah, you need, right. you need the dirty Western part of it. Yes. Like yes. To, for it to work. Mm-hmm. Like we I, didn't have that. We didn't have it. You know what did have that? Mandalorian. Mandalorian. And that's the reason Bad why. Bad Batch like, even has that to a certain degree. Yeah, but you can do anything like through that. Like I think that what what Mandalorian pulled off is like how do you incorporate both the most advanced technology you could ever fucking come up with and also make it look real. Like, damn. Like, there you go. How do we, how do we spend significantly more money, but make it look like we spent significantly less? That's the key. But what is the, there's a say anything lyric where it's, um, talking about like the real, the realness of himself about his neuroses where he was like, I worry about how this album will sell. Because uh, I think it'll determine the amount of sex I'll have in the future. He's like, I spend hours in front of the mirror making myself look elegantly disheveled. <laughs> right. And it's like, that's what it is. Like, I need to spend as much time as I can to make this look kind of shitty. Like, as if it was just, like, dirty shooting, but they're in this fucking facility. Like, they're in this grand facility. It's like, how do we make it look cheaper? Hmm. Hmm. How do we make it elegantly disheveled? 
Like that's 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 the that's the trick. I think that's why uh, I don't know. I don't know. If that's why Logan Lucky didn't fucking do well though as advertising. This movie's great. Like I love this movie. This movie's it, good. But it makes sense if they tried to go outside of the studio system to advertise and to produce it that they didn't get the advertising you would have gotten. That, that's what the studio really brings to the table is they can get that. I mean, I, I didn't know this movie existed until you uh, Remember told me to watch it. The name, but nothing about it. Like that's what I. It's so weird. And again, it kind of kind of came at like a, a doldrum of an August. Like August is not historically the best time for movies, but can be. I mean, Dark Knight was an August release made a billion dollars it's kind of one of those things where like more and more that entire um line of thinking of when to release movies gets destroyed because like the, uh they wanted to have titanic you know be that sort of like it was supposed to be a winter movie right and then it came out in the summer or was it the different was it, was it supposed to be summer and then it came out in the winter it was one of those things one of those things where they're kind of like Ah, this 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 isn't going to be successful during this time because this type of movie only works as successful here, and it's like that doesn't matter anymore. The only thing that matters, and it pisses me off when they when they do it now, is if a horror movie is not in the fall. Like if you don't, yeah. if, if at least like late summer, early fall ish, those months it needs to be cold. And you, yeah, horror movies have to be cold. It, sorry, they just do. If you release a fucking horror movie in March, I'm gonna be mad. Unless there is a specific reason. <laughs> if it's an Easter-themed uh, horror movie or at least in <laughs> April, fuck yeah, go for it. Like, whatever. Uh, but, like, April other than fools. that... <laughs> I'm kind of sad we didn't see more, like, <laughs> holiday. Well, like, because for a minute there we were seeing, like, Leap Day and, like, Arbor Day. I don't know, Secretary. I don't know, fuck, like, dumb shit. But, like, I don't know. That would have been fun. They are, but they're really, really cheap, shitty movies that they're came terrible. out of VHS. They spend all of the money on getting the names involved, and they don't have anybody to write the damn thing. It's like, okay, we got 12 really expensive actors. They have nothing to do. But, like, Chris, a Christmas movie them. you can still release in the fall-ish. Like, you can release yeah, a Christmas movie can, in November. It's a horror movie at Christmas? That's fine. That's still fall. But, like, I'm talking about, like, the first half of the year. Like, ah, it's May. Here's a Halloween movie. Like, no, 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 no. Oh, like, no, 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 oh no, no, we just no, hit no. the summer. It's June. It's getting hot out. Let's go see the Halloween reboot. Like, no, like, I need that to be a Halloween movie, please. You need to walk out and feel a little chill and see some, some you know, dead leaves and feel like, oh, shit. Is, is Michael Myers? <laughs> Am I in the I, movie? <laughs> Am I going to die right now? Am I here? No, oh, but you said that Logan Lucky was released in August? Yeah. Oh man! It released alongside Hitman's Bodyguard, and that's basically it. Like I said, Ingrid Goes West released, but I think that was a limited release. It wasn't like a big one. Those are the only ones I know from that time period. Like nothing major. I mean, like I said, this movie is just fun. It's, it's too good. good to be as unknown as it seems to be. Right, and and I like I like movies that are just fun. Just give give me fun movies. Oh, I need. I just. I, I, I don't even care if they're dumb. Like uh, again, like again, comparing the Suicide Squads, like the second one's much more fun, and therefore it's, yeah, they they seem to be having fun. They do. They seem like they're having fun. I think they did have. 
the set photos may seem like everyone's having fun because they know that like what they're doing is like silly. Yeah, like that that's the whole point, so you can roll with it. Like, Idris Elba is definitely having fun. A lot of fun there. He's just he's just playing his his <laughs> Luther character, but as a, a supervillain and just having a blast doing it. I, I love Idris Elba. Anyway, I think that's gonna wrap up the actual episode for this week. I'm I hope everyone watches, you know, Logan Lucky. You know, this follow on the Twitters, follow on the the the, the stuff, hit subscribe, like, like, subscribe. like, subscribe. What you know, the things that you do. Yeah, like hit the bell. If you if you listen to if you listen to the audio version, we I appreciate it. There's definitely uh, a few people who do do that. Like, yeah, there's options on how you can enjoy us bullshitting about movies and other things. Are we gonna have a parasocial relationship if you don't do all the work? Uh, exactly like how are you gonna have uh this fantasy that i am um you know your friend if you don't you know listen because that's what i want you to think i want you to think that i'm your friend (laughs) i have no friends the only friends i have are here with me right now Anyway, thanks everybody. Catch you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.